Welcome to Life in Balance. I'm Ken Miles, pastor of Kitchener-Waterloo Christian Fellowship. We all know that life can be hectic, and sometimes its demands can pull us off balance. The good news is that God has given practical insights in His Word for keeping life on an even keel, despite the pressures we may face. This program is designed to help us understand and apply God's wisdom in our everyday lives. Well, let's move on to our new topic. We're going to start studying about reasons to believe. In Isaiah 1 and verse 18, the Lord invites us to come now and let us reason together. Now, we know that we come into contact with God by faith. But the Lord does not expect us, as someone said, to check our brains at the door. We can maintain our intellectual integrity as we serve God and as we exercise our faith. Faith does not need to be blind. It is based upon reality and on intelligent inquiry. Our belief in the Lord and in Christianity is not contradicted, but rather it is supported by reason and logic and human experience. So we are going to, in these coming days, look at this topic, and we're going to break it down into five areas, and we're going to ask five questions. The first question we're going to ask is, how do we know that God exists? Then we're going to ask, how do we know that the Bible is true? And then, is Jesus the only way to heaven? And the fourth, was the resurrection a hoax? Because all of Christianity hinges on the fact of the resurrection of Jesus. Was that a reality? Can we reasonably believe that? Well, we'll look at that. And then the final question, what difference does believing make? Well, this is going to be quite an interesting study, and so let's get right into it. This first question, how do we know that God exists? Well, in the last few years, if you have driven down Interstate 75 in the U.S., you will see that God must exist because he's been putting up billboards and messages to us. It was interesting uh, driving along and jotting down the different messages. If you have not been familiar with this, it's a big billboard that just has a a message and then at the bottom it's just signed God. And here are some of them. My way is the highway. God. Tell the kids I love them. God. Here's one I liked. Have you read my bestseller yet? God. The kids, when we were traveling along, this is what they enjoyed. Don't make me come down there, God. Here's another one. What part of thou shalt not didn't you understand, God? Here's one that was interesting. Let's get together and talk, God. And then another one that said, Why don't you come over to my place on Sunday before the game, God? These messages, of course are trying to bring the reality of God, of what he might say if he was to communicate to us today and to perhaps take away the these and the thous and all the theology that sometimes we can surround God to say, you know, God is real and God can talk to us and God can communicate with us and he may actually be someone that you would enjoy spending some time with. Well, 
Those are just man-made billboards speaking for God. But what does the Bible say about God and whether he exists or not? Well, if we look to the scripture, it does not lay out a rationale for the existence of God. The Bible just assumes that everyone believes that God exists. Because Psalm 53 in verse 1 says, The fool has said in his heart, There is no God. A normal, rational, thinking person will believe in God. In fact, statistics rather prove this out. Surveys that have been done show that over 90% of the population across the world believes in a God. This is something that is just innate within us, that just common sense seems to show. If you do not believe in God, the Bible says, then something has happened. A foolishness has come into your mind. In fact, we can read Romans 1 and verse 20 and 22, and it says this, For since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes are clearly seen being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. Because although they knew God, they did not glorify him as God, nor were thankful, but became futile in their thoughts, and their foolish hearts were darkened. Professing to be wise, they became fools. Amazingly, if you study the lives of those that are the main opponents to belief in God, you'll find that many times they started as people of faith that believed in God. But something happened, either uh, understand or a lifestyle that they adopted that they wanted to justify, and then suddenly they find all these reasons and set their life to fight against that which is so obvious to most people that there is a God. But it's rationalizing many times a lifestyle or a hardness of heart that does not want to yield to the knowledge that there is a God. As we look at this, it says that the creation of the world shows the invisible attributes of God and that they are clearly understood through the things that are made his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. You do not have to have a university education to be able to have enough facts and understanding to know that there is a God. It says the creation itself just shows it. And also it shows God's attributes, what he's like. This is amazing that just looking with our five senses at the creation of God, it tells us that you can understand the nature and the attributes of God. And that's what we want to do over this next little while as we look at this, is to use our minds, using our reasoning, and to see what does the universe tell us. Well, the very first thing that the universe tells us is that there must be an eternal God. The universe demands an eternal God. Now, let's just look at this very simply. As you look at the universe, we know the universe exists. Now, there might be a few people 
way off on the fringe edges that says it. we really don't know whether the universe exists. We don't really know whether we are real or whatever. But uh, I think we, we, we can uh, rule that part out. We can come to the conclusion that the universe exists. Okay, if the universe exists, then there's only two choices. Either the universe always was or it had a beginning. Now, let's look at the first to say, okay, the universe exists, so it always existed. But everything that we observe looking at science and with our senses tells us that everything is deteriorating. Everything is running down. This is the second law of thermodynamics, which tells us that all things move from order to disorder. Everything is running down. It's also called the law of entropy. If you look at the stars, they're burning up. Hydrogen is being depleted in nuclear fission, and it's giving off energy. And we've actually observed the ending of the lifespan of a star. Everything is running down. So, if the world always was, well, we know it couldn't be, because things are being depleted. And it would have run out long ago if it always was. It is in a stage of running down, so we know it could not always have existed. And most scientists today, I would think, would hold the view that, no, the universe has not always existed. Rather, they would say it had a beginning. And, of course, this is known as the Big Bang. Something started. Well, if it had a beginning, then there's only two choices. It was either created or it created itself. Well, did it create itself? The first law of thermodynamics tells us that matter and energy is not created or destroyed. They're interchangeable, but we have never seen it created. These are just basic laws that we observe as we look at the universe. We realize the universe cannot create itself because something cannot come out of nothing. The very meaning of nothing is there is nothing. You can talk about the Big Bang and you say, well, what is before the Big Bang? And scientists don't know. They just say, well, something started. It, it happened. It, it came forth. But reason tells us something cannot come out of nothing. So then that comes to the second place. There must be a creator. Everything that exists is sustained or caused by something else. I am here because I had a mother and a father. And my mother and father are here because they had a mother and father. And you can just go back. This is this whole matter of cause and effect. And if you just keep going back, well, what caused that? And what caused that? And what caused that? If you keep moving back, reason tells us that you cannot have an infinite regression of causes. You have to eventually get back to a first cause. And that first cause, by definition, is God. God has created the universe. And this God must be eternal. He must be outside of time-space. Eternity is not unending time. Eternity is no time. Timelessness. Einstein saw this world as a time-space continuum. And so for something to create this world... It has to be outside of time-space. So just looking at the nature of this universe shows us that it was created by an eternal God. Well, our time is gone for today, and we have just started 
into this topic. And I hope as we go forward that you will come to a full understanding that reason supports the belief in God. We'll pick it up tomorrow. We'll see you then. Life in Balance is a ministry of KW Christian Fellowship. We are located at 1000 Bleams Road in Kitchener. We would love to have you join us this Sunday for one of our services. The times are 9.30 and 11.30. Just go to our website at kwcf.org to register and to check out all our other activities. We have events for children, youth, and people of all ages. Our mission is to connect people with God and each other so we may fulfill our purpose in life. Till next time, may God keep your life in balance.